Blog Talk Radio. Nigga, in too deep. I'm in too deep. To my need in this shit, I'm in too deep. To my need in this shit, I'm in too deep. Said I'm deep in these streets, I'm in too deep. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Until my need in this shit, I'm in too deep. Until my need in this shit, I'm in too deep. I said I'm deep in these streets, I'm in too deep. Oh, 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 oh. Sitting here talking to my brother about this, that, and the other. Like, is it right that we can't grind? Is it a right way to do the wrong thing? Standing on the outside looking in. The more I push away, the more I pull in. So-called homies don't give a fuck about me. But it wouldn't be the same without me. I used to get good grades. Now I'm in the hood taking fades. I was born and then I was sworn in it. Now I'm in over my head and I can't see the war in Is it for a good cause or all sense? Praying to the Lord and sinning. But is he listening? At night I'm seeing murder in my sleep. Stuck in ass egg, I'm in too deep.
worse Before it's getting better It's like the people got a curse Can't nobody stay together I watch them get my people down Plus we're killing off each other No, no Ain't no justice for the brothers No, no See the red light behind this car Only thing he thinking is This gonna be the end of me Officer, oh, so what's the problem? Like every time I turn around, you people always messing with me He say you look suspicious And you fit the description of a call about a robbery It's a moral cop's game I keep my hands where they can see them I know this can be the end of me They say that We all created equal, but it's nothing about it equal You know that There can never be no justice when killing us illegal Somebody's gotta take a stand Sacrifice to be a man Somebody's gotta take a stand Nah, nah, no, no So it's getting worse Before it's getting better It's just the people got a curse Should nobody stay together I'm just gonna get my people down Should be killing off each other No, no Ain't no justice for the brothers And that shit is getting worse Before it's getting better It's just the people got a curse Everybody stay together. I watch you get my people down. Just for killing off each other. No, no, no. Ain't no justice for the brothers. No, no. 4 a.m. in the morning. Police banging real hard on my mama front door. Screaming over this shit right now. You got 20 more seconds before we set this door down. Then I handcuff my mama. Then I handcuff my granny. Handcuff my sister. Just some more cops came. Crackers told us up, never even showed a warrant. They say that we all created equal, but it ain't about a sequel. You know that there can never be no justice when killing us is legal. Somebody's gotta take a stand, sacrifice and be a man. Somebody gotta take a stand. Oh, it's getting better. It's just the people gotta curse. Party stay together. I'm just gonna get my people down. Just be killing off each other. No, no. Ain't no justice for the brothers. See, my shit is getting worse. The score is getting better. It's just the people got a curse. Can't nobody stay together. I'm just gonna get my people down. Just be killing off each other. No, no. Ain't no justice for the brothers. No, no. no. What's up, everybody? What's up? What's up? Thank you all for tuning in to the infamous Love for the Lockdown radio show. This is your host, Kelly Kim, the boss, and I'm tuning in live and direct from Los Angeles, California. It's just after 6 p.m. here on the West Coast and just after 9 p.m. on the East Coast. Um, the first song we played is In Too Deep by Big TC, and the second one is called No Justice by Big TC and Ty Dollar Sign. You can download them both on iTunes now, so be sure to go check it out. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, you guys. Yes, it is. The sun is still shining bright here on the West Coast. 
be sure to go check me out on Facebook and Instagram at Callie Kim the Boss. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Callie Kim the Boss and Love for the Lockdown Radio. Um, before I get started, I want to give a, a special shout out to uh, everybody that's just tuning in. I see you guys on the switchboard, all of our Love for the Lockdown Angels. Everybody that's tuning in from all over the world, we appreciate you. We really, really do. We appreciate the support. Um, Let's all give Father God thanks for this beautiful, blessed day. I keep stressing this beautiful, blessed day because it's a beautiful day to be alive. It most certainly is. Uh, Please continue to guide and protect us, Father God, and keep us all safe. Special prayers for our sister, Denise Cologne, and her son, Justice Moss. Father God, I'm begging you to please, please, Father God, to keep your hands wrapped around our baby boy. Yes, Father God, please keep your hands wrapped around him. I know that he's a fighter. I see that he's fighting, and he's fighting for his life, Father God, and he has so many soldiers behind him praying for him each and every day. I know you hear our prayers, Father God, and we need you. Please lift her in your spirit. Lift her, take her, and give her the the, the strength that she needs to carry on because this is so hard. As a mother, I feel her. I'm sure all of the mothers around know what it's like to have to watch your, your child go through something that you cannot do anything about. So I most definitely want to uh, let you guys know, just continue to pray for her, our supporters. I know you mentioned, uh, you heard me mention it last week that, uh, you know, our Love for the Lockdown Angel, Denise Cologne, is going through something right now. Her son was in a terrible car accident. Yes, a terrible car accident, and he needs our prayers. Um, all of the people that uh, are in this uh, the switchboard as well as the chat room. I want to give a special shout out to you guys because without you guys, we wouldn't be doing this each and every week like we do. Now, um, also, I want to give a, a, a special shout out to everybody on lockdown. Everybody who's doing time with a loved one, uh, hold the faith, you know, keep your head up, do what you got to do with a smile because better days are here to come, you know. You just got to keep the faith and keep your prayers coming. Special shout-outs to tonight's sponsors, DC Book Diva. I see you on the switchboard, sis. Shout-out to you. Love for the lockdown. We ship books to prisons. We ship to inmates. The Beauty Bar and Bookstore, ULR Network, Urban Literary Review, Jamaican Food to You, and all of the people listening in, I got to give a special shout out to you because without you guys, I can't stress it enough. We wouldn't be doing this. We definitely wouldn't be doing this. Um, shout out to all of my homeboys and homegirls that's behind the walls. Freedom is a must. Now that we got all of that stuff out the way, I want to go to a quick break and go locate our special guest for tonight. You hear what I'm saying? I'm going to play a few commercials a few commercials. Uh, go ahead, stick around, and we'll be right back. Tune in to Love for the Lockdown Radio each and every Sunday at 6 p.m. Pacific and 9 p.m. Eastern. Send special dedications to your loved ones behind the wall by emailing love for the lockdown radio at gmail.com or send your special dedications live by calling 347 215 8932. Again, the number is 347 347- Two one five eight nine three two. Follow us on Facebook. This is Tony Lewis Jr., author of the book Slug of Boys Life in the Age of Mass Incarceration. You're listening to Love for the Lockdown Radio.
you're just tuning in, you're locked in to Love for the Lockdown radio show. Shout out to everybody that's on the switchboard, man. I see the switchboard is lit up. It's a beautiful day all over the world. Yes, most definitely it is. Now that we got 
my special guest on the switchboard. I want to go ahead and bring him on. Um, he's a, an author, a self-publisher. He was formerly incarcerated, and he's since then been doing a lot of positive uh, things in his community. So uh, without further ado, let me bring Mr. Marcus Tony Campbell on the line. What's up, Tony? You're on the line with Callie Kim, the boss. How you doing tonight? I'm doing all right. How you doing, Callie Kim? I can't complain, man. It's a beautiful day in my neighborhood. The sun is still shining. It's just after 6 p.m. I can't complain. God is good. How you doing tonight? I'm doing fairly well. I'm, I guess, like you said, God is good and I'm blessed. My mother just came out of the hospital from having a stroke Wednesday. So, yes, God is good all the time. Oh my goodness! Yes, he is. That's a that's that's definitely a blessing to hear. I'm sorry to hear about uh, your mom having a stroke, but the greatest thing is that she's alive and she's well and she's right there with you. That's right. Yeah. Now, um, mm-hmm. man, I'm just. I want to thank you for coming on the show tonight. I was anticipating this interview. Uh, shout out to DC Book Diva for setting it up. Um, now, I, before we get started, you know, and get into all of the, the good things that you have to talk about, I want to, um, you know, I want you to, uh, introduce yourself to uh, tonight's guest and let them know who you are. Okay. How you doing, uh, ladies and gentlemen? My name is Marcus Campbell. Yes, as she said before, Marcus Tony Campbell. I'm from Richmond, Virginia. I was also incarcerated. The funny thing is, I tell people um, you can find inspiration in the damnest of places. A friend of mine gave me a clue. He told me um, I read so much, I probably should write a book. I probably could write a book, I should say, and I told him I couldn't. But he put the thought in my (laughs) head, and before I knew it, I was writing. Wow. Hello? Mm -hmm. I hear you. That's mm-hmm. uh that you know that's that's crazy that you say that right because uh it, it happens it happens to the best of everybody you know um when you find yourself in some crazy predicaments that's when you find the the the, the strength that you never thought you had you find things about yourself that you never knew about you know and sometimes most of the time it's prison unfortunately for a lot of uh, sisters and brothers that you know. Uh, face that unfortunate circumstance, and then they find uh, that hidden talent that they never knew about. So uh, before we talk about your writing and talk about all the things that you've accomplished since, you know, uh, you returning home, why don't we take everybody back to the beginning? Why don't you let everybody know what life was like growing up in Richmond, uh, Virginia? I mean, growing up in Richmond is like growing up anywhere else. We take pride in being Richmonders, you know. Um, it was rough, you know what I'm saying? We come from, um, when you come from an urban area and you only have so much to live with, it was rough. My mom and daddy did what they could. They they pushed us to succeed, never let us say can't. You know, um, mm-hmm. we grew up playing Little League rec sports and everything here in Richmond. But as life mm-hmm. goes on, you know, other things take precedent. And, you know, as time went on, streets took, took over and, you know, I fell into the trap that it, a lot of us black men, I ain't going to say trap, because at the time you're doing what you feel you need to do. And mm-hmm. me being involved in the street life, it led to me uh, being incarcerated. And like a, a lot of young men, I guess I didn't learn. I went in, hard hit, 
came back out, same things before you know it, I'm back again. And it became a recycle. Mm-hmm. But I got tired of it. And in getting tired of it, I wanted to change, but I really didn't know which direction I wanted to go in because, honestly, other than sports, nothing else ever really held my attention that I wanted to do. I might have listened, but I wasn't interested. Mm-hmm. But I love reading. And in reading, once the thought was put in my head about writing a book, I proceeded mm-hmm. to do what I could do. And in writing, I mean, I started behind the bars, behind the walls, um, great mm-hmm. brick walls, you know. And from there, from writing back there, now I'm talking to Miss Callie Kim on the radio, and she way in Los Angeles, California. You know, I've been <laughs> in a, been featured in a magazine. I got um, four book um, festivals I'm getting ready to go to. I just got a, another one that was sent to me to come to Atlantic City. So, you know, I got quite a few things going on. To me, I don't consider it success awesome. yet, even though I'm not rich. I mean, to a lot of people, it's success. And, I mean, success is what you make it. Most definitely. And I, I like to uh, piggyback off of what you just said because uh, success doesn't necessarily uh, mean success in money. When you succeed in accomplishing something that you set out to do, that's success. You know what I mean? And yeah. what happens after that is always a plus, especially if it's a positive thing. You know, but most definitely you succeeded in something that you set out to do, something that you probably never even thought you could do, you know, because, sure. you know, uh, yeah, you, you spent time in prison, you know, you said that that's when you picked up the pen and, and decided to, you know, challenge yourself to, to write a book, you know, what was that process like, you know, was it easy, was it challenging, you know, what was it like? It was, I mean, you hear writers, well, I hear writers blog. We all hear writers blog, us that write. But, I mean, mm-hmm. for the most part, once I got started, it pretty much flowed. But I would find myself talking to myself and walking around and thinking. People would be like, what's wrong with you? Nothing. I'm just thinking. Mm-hmm. But And thinking mm-hmm. when the ideas hit, instead of trying to fit it into a story, I just put it on a piece of paper. And then I just put it together the way that I wanted it to go to flow into a story. I didn't try to go and take and write it just from my thought to a story. I had to put it in order and make the process flow. Okay. Okay. And um, that's interesting, you know, um, especially uh, hearing uh, most most guys, most guys, because, you know, a lot of the times women, us women, you know, when we start off writing it, it starts off as a diary, a journal, you know, and it becomes more something more greater afterwards by just pursuing it. But a, a lot of my brothers that uh, spend time in prison, you know, that's where they, they find that, that love for writing because, you know, most of the time we have nothing to do and it's a, it's a form of enjoyment, you know. And that's where they pick up the pen and that's when they decide to make something in you know out of out of uh writing so let me ask you something um how was the process of you becoming a writer and turning your uh your writings into a novel you know were you uh approached by any traditional uh publishing companies did you seek any or did you uh do the self publishing route the first time well um, the idea was I type it up and I get a publishing company to push me, you know, sign me. 
But in doing that, everywhere that I went, they told me they didn't print or deal with that kind of language that I wrote because I write urban. I write from the hood. I'm not trying to be sophisticated or classy. I'm writing how we talk. The way that I talk to you is the way that I write in the book. I'm not, I'm not no dummy literate. I'm a very intelligent young man. But at the same time, I wanted people to be able to feel like they was involved in the process, like they could visualize the scene and was living the scene. And in doing that, after I got turned down, my baby mama, she suggested that, hey, why don't you try to put it together yourself? You can type it. You just did everything else. And once she said that, that's what I did. And in doing that, we went to Staples, and they told us what kind of uh, card stock that I needed for to do the covers. I just used regular mm-hmm. type of paper and did it on my computer and bought a little $40 Canon, Canon on printer. And from there, I just proceeded to do what I could do. Okay. And um, once you pushed, once you put the book together, what what was your next step? You know, did you put a plan together or did you just hit the pavement running? Actually, to be honest, I hit the pavement running. I tried to incorporate what I learned in the streets to selling my book, but it was a different avenue. Um, it was a guy right here that used to sell his books, and I went to him and I asked him, how come everywhere you ask, look, people got a publishing company? And he said, because most stores rather deal with a publishing company than an author. So in doing that, I had to come up with a plan on, well, how can I make people pay attention to me right now? So in doing it, I just continued to push, push, push. But in the process of pushing, I got reincarcerated. And being reincarcerated, that's where Rich City Thug Life comes from. And writing that, I began to focus more on the industry of writing. I started reading the writer's manual. I started talking to other people that was interested in writing. As a matter of fact, I learned about an ISBN number and a barcode while I was incarcerated so that I could protect my stuff. I knew about copyrights, but I didn't know about those other things. And in doing that, when I came home, I took all that process and restarted. And over time, each year, my process grew more and more. I started with, um, I spoke down at my parole officer, I mean, at my parole office in front of the sheriff. And from there, I continued to push to my home library, saw me in there so much, the librarians actually started helping me. And in them helping me and with, with different processes and on the computer that I didn't understand, I wound up speaking down at our main library here in Richmond. And matter of fact, I actually got my books in our library system, Richmond Public Library System, thanks to North Avenue Library. And from there, I proceeded to continue to push and tell more and more people about it. I would go to different events. I would go get them binded, and then I would go to more events with them. And as I go out there, I would show them out, let people see them. Then I came up with the idea of putting posters and flyers out. And with that, it picked up steam. That's interesting. And that's, that's, a, that's a good thing because, you know, most people, they, they, they write the books, but then they, they forget that it comes with a lot of hard work. You know, to yeah. put it together and to get it to into the hands of the reader. You know, so um, once okay, well, so once you once you put the book together, you know, you you hit the streets and you you, you know you pushing your book. What's the perception of uh, of your book? You know, what was what was the reaction from your your people? You know, um, people, the people that that was reading it. While I was incarcerated, they loved the story, the aspect. I had a, a, a 
a guy tell me, he said, man, that's the really street book I ever read. And people would ask me, is that your life? And I would tell them, no. Them all thoughts that come out of my head because I visualize certain things because being in the streets, you see a lot. You know a lot. Mm-hmm. So I visualize different things. And um, mm-hmm. in doing that, my process went on beyond that to, I, again, I applied my street hustle to my book hustle. And in doing that, I mm-hmm. made the same push that I made trying to make it right one way. I tried, I did it the mm-hmm. other way with the book. And in doing that, the people that knew me around my area started supporting me, started buying it, started asking about it, started wanting to help me sell it. You know, they would tell their people about it, tell me that I got this person that want to buy a book. And that's how I picked up steam. And then I, thanks to social media too. Otherwise I wouldn't be able to talk to you or Miss DC book dealer in DC. So, but for the most yeah. part, straight from the ground up is where it's come from. Okay. So with all that being said, you know, um, how's book sales like and how's the business going for you in terms of, you know, uh, Kindle versus uh, paperback? Uh, Kindle and Amazon sales, to be honest, are slower. To me, they're slower than actual paperback, having it in your hand and getting out and people seeing it. Perfect example, I, w- I walked out of my door for six days straight, and I sold nine books because I had a book in my hand. Amazon, mm-hmm. I haven't sold nine books in six days at all on there. So mm-hmm. it's a difficult thing. You know, it's, it's damn if you do, damn if you don't. Excuse my language, but that's the way it is. Personally, mm-hmm. I like the hands-on approach because you get to know your audience and your audience get to know you and you get to get your personal uh-huh. feedback from it. Uh-huh. But you got to be able mm-hmm. to catch it, capture it in the moment. Some Sometimes I wish I had a camera with me at that time so I could capture the moment. I got a, a friend uh-huh. of mine, grandson was on punishment, and um, he wanted me to talk to him. He let him read his book, read my book because he had been in trouble. He couldn't watch TV. So in him reading the book, he didn't believe that his granddad knew the author. And once I met him and I talked to him, he loved the book. So I put him, he let me film him and capture him talking about the book. And I put him mm-hmm. on, on Twitter and everything, and people see it. But in doing that, this young man also hasn't been in any more trouble since then either. So it, like I told him one thing about the book, I'm glad you like the book because you you understand what that life about. But I want you to understand everything you do, everything you do in life, you have consequences and rewards. The choice is up to you. Most definitely. Most definitely. And, you know, um, it's crazy because, you know, most youth, they're not into reading books, especially if it's not something that the teacher is demanding them to read for a particular subject, you know. Um, So I'm sure once he started reading your book and saw that it was something that he could relate to and envision at the same time, it probably encouraged him to pick up another book. Yeah, because you keep asking me for part two. He keep asking me for part two. He told his friends about it. His friends told their parents, and they wind up wanting the book, a copy of the book, too. And it all played a part to they want a part two, but they understand the route mm-hmm. that I took. That trouble is easy to get into, but it's very, very hard to get out of. That's true. That's so true. So um, what are your, your future plans in terms of the literary industry 
Do you uh, plan on traveling and doing any book uh, book events? Well, yeah, like I said, I got um three book events lined up and two more on the way. I'm supposed to be um at the Jersey. I'm going to the Jersey, the Jersey Shore Urban Book Expo in Jer- in New Jersey, May the 13th. I'll be here in Richmond, Virginia, at my home library, June 24th. I'll be at uh, in Atlanta, July 22nd, at the Atlanta Kickback Book Festival. And I'm I'm waiting to hear back from the Atlantic City Book Book Urban Book Expo in August. And I'll be at the New York Book the Brooklyn Book Festival October 28th. Oh, awesome. Thank you for that information because I didn't even know that uh, they had a, a book festival going on in Brooklyn. I always hear yeah. about the, 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 yeah, the Harlem Book Fair, you know, in Harlem. Um, mm-hmm. But I never heard about that. That's cool. I'm going to have to check that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I found that out over social media. Social media can be good for some things. Some things it can't be good for. But I guess you got to build up your audience. Like you have to do with anything mm-hmm. else. One one thing mm-hmm. I found out about to all the authors, inspiring authors out there, damn them royalties. Royalties some shit. <laughs> but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm being honest. For eight books, I got sixteen dollars from royalties. But for eight books, I could have got a hundred and twenty dollars had I sold them hand to hand. Damn royalties. Honestly. Mhm. Mhm. It's like you know what the thing is this with the like uh, Kindle and Barnes and Nobles. Um, as an author, you have to use that platform as a reach, that uh, or an ex- use it as an extended hand um, in places that you would not be able to reach, uh, like Australia, you know, France, London, yeah. you know. You know, places that you necessarily uh, or probably wouldn't um, be able to necessarily reach to, right? Um, right. And, and that's that's what I tell people all the time. Like, if you're not looking at it like, okay, this is just an, an extension of you being able to reach out to places that you necessarily wouldn't be able to on the day-to-day, then you've got it confused because who you need to target is the people in your area. Get the people in your in your area to get behind you. You understand and move from there. You know, but the Kindle and the Barnes and Nobles process is pretty much you know one of those just just another outlet. You know, you shouldn't depend on it. True, I agree because again, in walking with the books, I sold more walking with them and people seeing them actually than in carrying them. And then putting posters out, when people see the posters, that make them realize, oh, he do write books. Wait a minute, let me get a copy of your book. Mm-hmm. So then they prefer to buy it straight from me rather than go online. Mhm, mhm. Yeah. Um. So, uh, have you uh, reached out to the prison system? Do you, you know, ship books in the prison? Uh, well, I'm actually trying to get involved with doing that now. On Miss DC Book Deal, she's going to help me. Get that uh, situated awesome. and going there. Okay, awesome. I was going to suggest that uh, if you hadn't already, um, you know, because like I said, uh, and I say it all the time, you know, all of our listeners that are listening in, most of them are, you know, locked up behind the walls. And 
those uh, people are some of the people that I consider to be the uh, most avidest reader, you know. And you definitely want to uh, get in touch with the people, you know, that are in the prison system because you definitely will, um, you know, get a fan base and, you know, get people behind you to uh, push your work for you in places that you wouldn't be able to reach, you know. So definitely hook up with her on that aspect. Um, How can people find you on social media? Okay, you can find me on social media at Facebook dot com uh rich city thug life you can find me at on um, tiny dot com rich city thug life that'll take you straight to my amazon play page you can find me on twitter at marcus cam ten fifteen and you can find me on instagram at mac mac tony or club sex the book okay and all of the books that uh, are available, how would be able, uh, how would people be able to uh, purchase your paperbacks? Uh, paperbacks, you could go to uh, if you go to my my Facebook page, it it's a mm-hmm. shop now button on there. It will um, take you straight to my website at googlesites.com, Rich City Thug Life. And you place your order through via PayPal, and I ship you a paperback myself. And the one that I ship to you is one that I put together myself, so I autograph it. You get a personal autograph. Okay, okay. Um, you know, is there anything that you would like to share with the listeners? Um, anything that you'd like to, you know, leave them with? Yeah, I, would, I just want to put, because most of the people that listen, are incarcerated. I want you to know that, brother. I understand, brother, sister. I understand what you're going through. I've been there. You don't. I can't explain to you. It's, it, we all know we understand each other. Like I told somebody not long ago, mm-hmm. you don't know where hidden low is. See, so you sitting in a six by nine cell by yourself in a hole, not knowing when them people gonna let you out. And then when you all you got is a pen and a paper. I've been at the bottom. I worked my way up to where I'm at now because I still applied the same principles to something that I wanted to do to keep myself from going back in there. And the same way I did it, you can do it also. Talk to God like I did. God listens. Prayers work. But whatever your dream is, whatever your focus is, don't let nobody knock you off. Because, hey, again, to some people, this is I consider this a success. Um, a lot of people consider being rich is success. But, you know, mm-hmm. I don't at this door, I'm successful, as a lot of people do. I don't let it go to my head. I'm still the same person walking around, still trying to sell my books, because honestly, I ain't made no money, if you want to be honestly true. And by money, I mean we all know five, six-digit money. I ain't made no money like that off no books. I'm hoping to make mm-hmm. it, and I hope you all support me. But um, mm-hmm. I'm one of the people. I never get too big where I forget where I come from. My writing represents us. I speak, I call it fictional reality. It's a re- it's a fictional novel with a reality feel. If you love Urban Tales, you'll love these books. They represent Richmond, Virginia, where I come from. And with that, I leave. Thank you, Miss uh, Callie Kim, out in Los Angeles, California. I really do appreciate <laughs> it. Thank you, Miss DC Book Diva. You did your job. Thank you. 
somebody find Most a word. Definitely. Be careful who you who you mess with in this industry because I gave my money to people in Memphis and they didn't do what they were supposed to do. I ain't saying nothing about the city of Memphis. I'm speaking on that publishing company. Um, I gave mm-hmm. myself my money to a PR person right here in my city in Richmond. They didn't do what they were supposed to do. And everything that I paid for, I wound up doing on my own, and it's working. So be careful who you deal with. If it don't feel right, don't deal with it. Oh, ain't that the truth? <laughs> that is some real shit. Yes, well, most definitely. But I want to thank you uh, for coming on the show tonight. It was a pleasure to have you on. I want to extend the opportunity for you to come on anytime you're having a new release, anything of that nature. Just hit up myself or the DC Book Diva, and we'll gladly put you on the calendar. Okay, thank you. I very well appreciate it. Most definitely, and thank you for coming on the show tonight. No problem. Be nice, okay. Miss Callie Kimmy. Most definitely, we will. And um, thank you for coming on the show, Mr. Marcus Tony Campbell. And uh, for all of our listeners that have been tuning in from the very beginning, I just want to give you guys a special shout out. You know, we appreciate the love, the support that you guys extend to us on a daily each and every Sunday right here on Love for the Lockdown Radio on our Love for the Lockdown Sundays uh, coming up real soon, possibly next week. We're going to start including um, a Love for the Lockdown segment where we're going to be playing nothing but oldies music. You can send us your special dedications and requests straight to our email at Love for the Lockdown radio at gmail.com that's l-u-v number four the lockdown radio at gmail.com and you guys can send your special dedications any special songs that you want us to play on sundays we're going to start doing that possibly this sunday yes we got we'll be letting you guys know what's going on on our social media check out the facebook page at love for the lockdown radio as well as um Instagram at Love for the Lockdown Radio. You can find me on social media as well, Facebook, Callie Kim the Boss, and as well as Instagram, Callie Kim the Boss. Uh, I want to thank you all for tuning in tonight, uh, listening in tonight. Mr. Marcus Tony Campbell, he shared with us his story, you know, growing up in the streets of Virginia spent time in prison, came home, started doing positive things, became a a self-published author. You know, he's hitting the pavement and he's looking for your support. So go on and check him out, find him on social media and, you know, support his his works most definitely. So now that I've got all of that out the way, I want to thank everybody again for tuning in. Special shout out to our Love for the Lockdown Angels. Uh, Jane Pinella, I see you on the line. Uh, shout out to the DC Book Diva. Shout out to my homeboy, Meech. Uh, Meechy Black, you can also find him on social media as well at Instagram, Free LA Meech. Go rock out with him. You know, he's doing his shit. You can find him on um, his website, as a matter of fact, at freelameach.com. He got a bunch of things popping off. He got a book coming this summer called Deep in These Streets. You got to look out for that as well. Um, he has a clothing line that's popping off. The Cali Dreaming looks dope. The Hood Issues, Deep in These Streets. Go check out the young dude. The dude got a cracking for the summer of 2017. 
So now that I've got all it out the way, you guys, I'm going to end this show. It was good hanging out with you guys. We'll be here uh, not next week because next week is my little my little big boy's uh, birthday weekend. My baby Carlos is going to be turning four, so you guys know I got to take that day off to celebrate for him. You know what I mean? So we'll be doing it uh, the following week. Just check out our social media, Facebook. Instagram, Love for the Lockdown Radio, Callie Kim the Boss. I'm out.